I was a sexual deviant. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshot, the Drinking Game Movie Podcast. We just got back from seeing the Babylon, the epic story, and the birth of Hollywood. And we left it there asking ourselves a few questions. This movie gets very meta in several different ways, and it adds to the wonder of what the success or failure of a movie like this means for the film industry. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. One of the largest themes of this movie has to be change, revolution, and bringing new things into the industry. So the big question is, what can we expect from the current industry and how things are all changing? But before we get started, make sure you like this video, comment your thoughts about the movie below, and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any more content. My name is Mark Trubino. This is Johnny Cruz, co-host. Yes, I'm Johnny Cruz, and that was a great intro. I could have done it better myself. You could have done it better. No, ha, ha, ha. So she are going to ask me the question? Yeah, what's it about? What's it making? So what it's about, so right? So I got distracted by the Tamedian square behind you. Okay, yeah. Um, so, Damien Chazelle, the Hollywood wonderkind, as they call him, he's hot off the success of Woo! Whiplash, Whiplash, La La Land, First Man. Did you see that movie? No. It's I, fine. I, I, I want to watch again? it again. That's Neil Armstrong. Yes. Brian Gosling. Yes. And now he's back with Babylon, which is a giant swing for uh, Paramount. Um, it's about, it's a comedy drama history, a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled uh, decadence and depravity. Unbridled, you say? Fuck you. <laughs> That's the best part about watching this movie is that every 20 minutes, Mark would just interrupt a Brad Pitt's line on screen. Yeah, I would, I would go over the... Johnny when I like, first started that? in Hollywood, they, 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 had, they had signs that said, uh, hey, no dogs or cats. He would turn to me yeah, and I say... I didn't, it wasn't cats. I thought the line was cats. Yeah, it wasn't cats. Anyway, decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. You know, you understand what I'm saying. So, this movie has a r- reported... Budget of between seventy-eight and a hundred million dollars, and it's rated R. Very it's, rated R, and it's very long. Very long. How long is it? Three hours. It said three hours and nine minutes. You said three hours and ten minutes. Yes. Also, take a shot because you said three hours. Um, zing, got him. So it's very long, and it opened with three point six million dollars in its opening weekend, three day weekend, four point eight four day weekend, which is not good. Original predictions had it. Um, re- most recently at Box Office Pro, between like I think t- what was it like twelve and sixteen, twelve and sixteen million, which would have no been fine. Way. I mean, it's, it, I never saw this making its money back because it reportedly needs like two hundred and fifty to break even. I don't know how true that is. It might be somewhere close to two hundred or one eighty. But we've seen the movie, and if you like Goodfellas, if you like Boogie Nights, which is Goodfellas, then. You will probably like Babylon, which is Boogie Nights, which is also Goodfellas. You're comparing this to Goodfellas. Yes. Really? They I have don't... the same exact narrative structure. Especially Boogie Nights. Mm. Because Boogie, I mean, I mean. I've never seen Boogie Nights, so. That's. Ugh, God. God. <laughs> um, this movie, right? It's. I, I, it's. When I watch this. What? Movie. Oh, so when you do it, it's fine. Because it's literally. The, this movie is about the movies. I didn't say I didn't say movies. I said movies. We talked about plural. Doesn't ah. matter. So, I'm struggling. This is one of those movies. I'm like, people are like, how was it? I'm like, because there's so much thrown at you that it's like you almost need time to digest it. And we yeah. saw it like a few hours ago. But I, this is like one of our, a rare case in a movie where when I was sitting in the theater, I w- wasn't thinking about the quality of the movies so much as what this movie meant to the movie industry as a whole. And I was sitting there for a long time thinking about it, and it really made me think. And um, I think this movie represents an era of movie making that is past. 
and but it left me much more optimistic for the future because it's it's it, where if you see a movie where the whole thing is like a tribute to movies or something like that where it's very meta and you know people are watching movies inside the movies um the fable men steven spielberg movie that came out i haven't seen it yet but i imagine it's someone like that this was the most poignant and honest tribute to the movies that i've seen um in recent years that i can think of and i it, and i think it was a lot of fun it's 3 it's 3 hours and 10 minutes it could who might have complained but it should have been 2 Forty-five at most. It could have been a lot smaller. And you know the narrative is really splintered between Brad Pitt's character and the lead Diego Calva. I think who's great in this. Everybody's great, of yeah, course. Really like, what do you expect? But I think since Brad Pitt and Diego Calva's two characters, their two storylines kind of would separate. It almost splintered the entire nar- narrative. And I feel like if it was more focused on Diego Calva, it would have had a much more stronger engine and motor behind the pace of the movie. But um, I had a lot of fun getting lost in the grand you know, runtime of this movie. What did you think? Well, you know, I I was thinking on the drive out of the theater when I was headed home <clears throat> that, you know, the, the, mo- the movie, exactly, it's like we said, it's about change, it's about the revolution, it's about uh, how the industry goes from one thing to the other. And, like, the big theme in this was, um, oh, we have sound in movies now? Whoa, what does that mean? And right. is it going to ruin careers? Is it going to make careers? Is it a fad? I mean, like, that was a that was the big question back then about with, with sound in, in, uh, in movies. And we even saw... In the movie, them discuss the difference between theater acting, like stage acting, and uh, on-screen acting, and there was a little bit of like so, some every now and then there was an argument between oh, what's great and what's grand, and they made a big, um, not a big, but they they made a point to say that like theater was the poor man's entertainment, or right. sorry, uh, movies were the poor man's entertainment. Whereas like, if you went to theater, you were um, a geriatric aristocrat. Like it was like shut the fuck up. It's like you're not right. one of the people. Um, one of the people, sorry, it made me think of Avatar. Um, but I think that at the end, when it, when it, when it, 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 when it came to an end and you said you felt a little bit of like hope for the future in, in filming and stuff, I was thinking to myself, well, no one really, back, back then when they like French New Wave or something, they would be like running and gunning. They were like recording things. They were like, oh, we don't really care how the edit looks. We just want to tell a story. I don't care how people, it gets to people. Let's just tell the story. Nowadays, you feel like you're watching a movie on Netflix. You feel like you're watching something on, on YouTube, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they've got all this equipment. They've got all these things. They're doing all this stuff. It feels like you really can't compete, right? Whereas back then, we're watching the beginning of this movie. It's like it's nonsense. They're trying to get the right camera. They're trying to get the actors in place. And everyone looks like they're not professional. Like, no one knows what they're doing. Oh, they're all screaming at each other? They're all screaming at each other. Get the fuck off the set! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels like... That doesn't, I'm sure it does, but it feels like that stuff doesn't exist anymore. So when you see people, whether it's like you or me or, or any of my friends that are into film, it's like, well, if they wanted to make a movie, they feel so discouraged because you've got something like... Right, well, this movie represents people working out the kinks of filming a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's such a giant endeavor and such an impractical endeavor that you're basically, it is. You're basically, you're basically seeing like the Wild West time of movie making. Yeah, um, that which is cool. The wild, you're, you're basically watching the taming of the Wild West. Of yeah. Ho- that's the taming of Hollywood. It. Um, and I, but again, like I, I took down some notes. Like this is the type of movie where I was like, I need to like think about this like as fat, as can much I as say, I can. I just want to say one yeah, more yeah, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I was driving home, I was thinking to myself, well, does this exist anymore in present day? These like ragtag uh, group of people that want to make a story. Of course it does, but it was a little bit almost back then. Everyone was kind of on the same level because if you were going to film something, you had to have the same camera. As the guys that were making the movie today, it's like, well, you have your phone or you have a a, right. a a red camera. Accessibility. But what I think is happening, if you look at TikTok, if you look at YouTube, if you look at 
any kind of platform. You've got people making things on their cell phones. So we're, I think we are seeing a revolution where people are less likely to see long-form movies and more likely to see short-form TikToks. Like, that's the majority of the way people spend their entertainment time. That was just a thought I had in the car. But... Um. What I say, like this movie, when I said like what it means for like the broader industry as a whole, yeah, I think the sound, using you know the the introduction of sound as like sort of a turn of the great, t- great. T- like you know t- a turn of the industry in this yeah. movie is very topical in the sense that there's a some there's a similar thing going on there's a sim- similar adaptation going on in the industry now with streaming yes yeah and I think this movie because the whole point without spoiling it the whole thing about the uh, the movie is. Look, we had our time. We had our time in Hollywood, but the industry's changing, and it's changing without us. And you know, it's basically time for us to hang up the cape. We still live in these movies, right? And especially post COVID, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these, what do you call it? More adult oriented, um, Oscar-y pictures, and I even yeah. Oscar or just just drama. Anything that isn't like this giant movie, this giant franchise or sequel or IP, is failing at the box office. Like every single one this year, almost. And, um, but this movie bombing, it's, Super it's, om- it's almost like the movie bombing proves its theme. Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie felt like, as I, I can, I complain that it's, it's, it's way too long. When I think about it in this context, I don't care about the runtime. Cause I'm like, this movie is basic, basically feels intended or not like a, a, a last hurrah for this era of movie making. Yeah. And we're entering a new one. Just like. Just like this, what this movie is for when, what they were doing with the sound era, um, going into the sound era, which, like, which by the at, way, at the turn of the note. at the turn of the twenties and thirties. Yeah, two seconds. I'll, I'll let you continue. Um, they did a perfect job at showing the introduction to sound. I thought, but continue. Yeah, that, the, there's that really long sequence. With, Incredible with, job. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, let me see what I wrote here. This is, I literally just said this in the car. I don't know if this makes any sense. I said it feels like I said it should have been two hours and forty five minutes, but at the same time. There's a part of it that I like being three hours and ten minutes because just like the movie talks about, hey, times are changing and they're all throwing one big party um, in the beginning and this movie feels like a last hurrah for the, you know, uh, the pre-sound era of Hollywood. I think this movie feels like a last hurrah for this type of movie making that we've seen um, um like all these prestige, I understand mo- what you're saying. Yeah, all yeah. these prestige movies that are bombing. It feels like in the way Bonnie and Clyde started an era of movies, a movement in movies in 1967. Babylon feels like it's going to signify the end of a certain era of movie making. And we've been talking about this for a long time it, too, right? I feel like this is like a, cha- a changing point, especially near with the end of the year coming. Um, but let, but as as a movie, let's talk about it as a movie for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Did I, you like? I, did you like this? I. <clears throat> I did like it. I think that one of the things that they did very well is because when you see a movie like this that's got that three-hour runtime that um, is about something you don't, unless you're in your like fifties or sixties or you're a loser like Johnny Cruz, you don't really know. Yes. You don't really know what this movie is really going to be about, right? So no it, premise to it. Yeah, so you kind of have to like. The movie did a good job at making you like. It was a lot of cuts. It was a lot of quick things. Like I felt like there was never a lull. I was excited the whole way through. I mean, like, the opening scene was, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, we didn't get to a title card for, like, at least the first 20. Yeah. It was, so it was fucking, it was going, it was going. There was parts at the end where I was like, this is fucking weird. I was excited. I had fun. Um, and I was af- very afraid I wasn't going to have fun. Remember, we sat in the theater and I said, I don't know how you fucking got me to see a three-hour movie like this. Like, I had no idea how I was convinced to do this. But I, I liked it. And I think people 
that are into these things should give it a chance because they'll be surprised at how much they liked it. One more thing. One um, more. One more. One more thing. A move that was also with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, uh, Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I thought the end of that movie was worth the price of admission. I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. But it was a lot harder to get through than this movie. But when you go see these movies side by side, you see the posters, you see what it's about, you're like, oh, these are both going to be the same thing. And if you if you didn't watch the movie, you just see like what it's about. You're oh, like, based oh. off the marketing, you yeah, they, they feel you're, similar. They to you. feel similar. Um, but I think that um, they're they're very different. And I actually like this one a lot better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it, it was about the industry, but it kept you going. It was like right. they put the movie on cocaine and they just let it fly. I really liked it. Oh, uh, you said Hollywood. That's one of my. Did words you take too. your first shot. I have to cut. We have, once we cut, we'll get right. them. Yeah, I see that. I think like I, like I said before, I think. There is room because I do like it as it as is. I think this is a great movie, but yeah. I do think there is room to make it go down a little bit easier as a watch, because um, like they're throwing so much stuff at you, and it's not, and some of the stuff doesn't feel as um, connected as it should, and I feel like that slows down the movie a little bit. But I f- I feel like make making more of a structural premise out of this movie uh, would have helped it. Like for example, we know like Diego Calva, right? We're basically charting charting his rise and fall in the film industry. Mm-hmm. If that was more focused on him, and you still basically had every other storyline, just like maybe a little bit cut down in some areas, made it a little more fine tuned, a little more focused. I think that was that would be the best version of this movie. Um, but I do think there. I think I think this is great. There's a lot of fantastic sequence. Like there's some scenes that are really long. Yeah. But they're like sequences. I think they're earned, and you're, they're so earned, and yeah. they're so good, really good. And like, there's especially like, a, but I was talking about Boogie Nights before. Mm-hmm. There's a sequence near the end with Tobey Maguire's character. Mm-hmm. That's basically just Boogie. That Boogie Nights sequence with Alfred Molina. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll explain that in spoilers. But it's like I know a little bit, almost the same thing. Um, and it's definitely influenced by that. Um, but do you want to go to do you want to go to ratings? Uh, there's nothing, nothing, a few more things to talk about. Okay, because because we, we <clears throat> we've been in spoilers for I I, I maybe like. Maybe eight minutes. I'm not sure. Or, or it's twenty two minutes. I know, but we started late. All right. Um, I don't know. We can go. We we can go to ratings. But <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry, everyone. But um, I I I want to continue, and we'll do it in spoilers. But I want to continue to talk about what this means for the industry. I want to continue to talk about um what this means for actors and actresses, especially for like new talent. And I want to talk about it, what it means for like you know ground roots filmmakers, like people like. I, I know you're not a big fan of it, and I'm not really a big fan of it. I'm sorry, everyone who's a, a horror fan. I'm really sorry. I, I know you're like a rambunctious group. Well, but I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of horror. I think horror. Well, what I'm about genre, to say. I think horror's horror is probably the best performing genre. Right I'm now. not saying you're not a fan of horror. The movie I'm about to say you're not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, the Terrifier Two. Um, <clears throat> it has its place. It has its place in in the film world, but um, it's what the coolest thing about it is that this guy spent what maybe five hundred thousand dollars and made eleven million dollars. This guy who's just like I have an idea. I have a very de- dedicated uh, group of people that's in this incredible niche, and and he and he got a camera, he got a script, and he spent thirteen hours like make doing like one scene because it needed to be perfect. Like he was doing all these things. He's a fucking random guy who knew how to do um like pro- like special effects makeup, and he was like, you know, I'm gonna make one goddamn movie. It's incredible. My my, my girlfriend just went to um the uh, Red Bank to watch it on in the Red Bank theater with um Kevin Smith with the with the director of uh The Terrifier. So it's mm-hmm. like I still think there's a place for new filmmakers who didn't go to film school, who don't have rich parents that are they're still able to break into this industry and I actually think this revolution this turn of the streaming service stuff, this turn of um 
or we can't have like mom and pop movies anymore where it's like uh, rom-coms or anything in theaters. They don't make money. I actually think this turn we're seeing will make it easier for young filmmakers to get into the industry. Oh yeah. That's already like, that's already, yes. that was already before like COVID. And stuff I'm just, like that. I'm just saying we're much, the movie, like that's the thing about movie making. That's, you know, I, I think is more optimistic. That gets me more optimistic is the fact that like making movies has become much more democratized and accessible. Way and more. Anybody can do it. Um, but the, the, you know, the movie theater experience is also that's dwindling the at the same time. Yeah. And, but I do like what I said, this made me more hopeful about like going into this movie. I'm like, shit, this movie bombed. Yeah. But and then afterwards movie. I'm like, you know what? It bombed, but I'm much more hopeful after it bombed. Yeah. Like I almost don't care that it bombed anymore. Because it bombing, like we'll get to. I, that's why I want to get the spoilers. Because I really okay, want to get, get to what the movie's let's, about. Let's do, let's do a rating. What's what's the what's the rating system? Oh, we gotta do the big enchilada. I haven't, the I haven't big thought, one. I haven't thought about the. I don't uh, think I've ever eaten an enchilada. <laughs> Fuck you. That's great commentary, Mark. That's. Bro, really, we were literally going really, word for like really, we were speaking like twenty words a second. I said I don't think I've really, ever had an enchilada. Really and you were like, like you want, let's, guys, let's pause and talk how many about enchiladas that. out of ten do you give it? <laughs> If you want, guys, if you want to know Mark's thoughts about the movie Babylon, just know that he's never eaten an enchilada. I don't think I know what that is. Anyway, so on a scale of one to ten enchiladas, right? Yeah. I'm going to, for the third time, I'm going to say, I thought this movie was a lot of fun. If you like Boogie Nights, you're going to like this. If you like Goodfellas, you're also going to like Boogie Nights, which is the reason you're going to like this, because those, there's a lineage between all those three movies of these movies copying each other. Um... And I think the movie Bombing is um, in keeping or it, f- it perfectly fits the theme of the movie. It almost proves the theme of the movie about a certain way of filmmaking that's dying off and it's kind of over. And this kind of represents the last hurrah of that era of, I guess, more traditional yeah. movie making. I don't, I'm not sure how, what to describe it as. But, you know, all these Oscar movies and all these more drama movies and smaller stuff, they're all bombing. And this movie was a big swing and it was totally mis- total miss financially. But I think artistically, it's a great movie. Um, it could have been focused a little bit more and uh, you know whittled down a little bit to be a more easier digestible experience. But um, I think it has a great cast. It's a lot of fun, and uh, and it got me much more. Ho- the most important part is it made me much more hopeful about the future of movies than I was going into it, even though it bombed. Mm. Um, I would definitely recommend everybody see this movie, even though, you know, it's kind of a big time commitment. It, it is a huge commitment. It's a big ask. Did I say that was a great movie? I can't remember if you, do, if you used the word great. Is this one of the best movies of the year? Is this the best movie I've ever seen, Mark? Is this a movie that 2022 has Is this a movie that was made? Was this movie made? It might have been. It was made. It was made. I'm going to give this movie. Eight point. Oh, shit, there's a point. Five. Oh, enchiladas out of ten. Shit. That's one of the best movies of the Holy year. Holy shit! One of the best movies of the Incredible. year. Boom! Boom! Boom, baby. Terrible bomb. Got no, a bomb terrible, horribly. Horrible. Like, massive amounts of money. It's, <laughs> it's so bad with that. But um, but it almost. If, in the, watch. If you watch the movie in the in the context of the movie, it bombing is fitting. It makes sense, and that it makes total. That's sense. what I want to say. It's like yes. like the message of this movie. 
not the movie's message. The message of the movie. It sounds weird, but try to keep 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 with me. The movie of the message. That's the, the message of the, the movie. The message the movie gives you is way more important and meaningful than the actual movie's message. If that makes any sense at all, I know that it's, was. It's, it's I don't even know what you're talking about. Like like when you left the theater and you're like, oh, okay, well this makes me hopeful for the for the future of the film of film or whatever. This makes me feel this way. Oh, it, it 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 shows the transition from one part of the film industry to the next part of the film industry. And oh my gosh, we're going well, through that it, again. It, I don't. I wouldn't. I would argue it's not meta, but I think it's very topical and representative of a shifting tide in the film industry that happened in between the 20s and 30s with sound. Yeah. And I think that presentation and that depiction of it lines up perfectly. That's what makes it meta, though. Yeah. Well, not meta would be like in a self-aware sense, but I think that era that it, that it depicts lines up perfectly with the era we're going through right now with movies. Sure. Yeah. Let's just agree that you're wrong. We're literally saying the same fucking thing. I'm not telling. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling I'm just you that telling you're, you're wrong. wrong. Yeah. Nice hat. What's your? Uh... Well, I'm 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 gonna give it. Um... I'll give it a 7.2 enchiladas. Ooh, I'll give it a 7.2 enchiladas. Um, but again, I know a lot of people that, that watch this podcast or follow the Instagram or anything like that. They, a lot of them are, um, you know, filmmakers. They, uh, they, they do things at home. They do things with a bunch of people. They do things on sets. And I think this movie does give a lot of hope to the future of filmmaking for people that are, um, still on the ground. And, uh, Overall, though, the movie itself, I had a lot of fun. And um, I wouldn't watch it again because it's fucking long as fuck. I, would, I think I would watch it again. But it's a really good movie. And there's some and real funny scenes in this there's, movie, No, too. there's some great sequences, really funny scenes. I thought it, there's a lot of fantastic stuff in it. There's also a crazy... Ten, there's some sequences with a lot of tension. Where almost like bar, like the movie Barbarian. Yes. There's there's scenes like there's similar scenes like in that movie, believe it or not. And the tension in those scenes is like, holy shit. Or like, like that one just, movie, just Blessed dra- Are the Meek. Uh, yeah, the lead is terrible in that movie. But <laughs> there's some scenes where I'm going, holy shit, holy shit, that I did not expect to feel in this movie, which I really appreciated. Um, I was going to say something. And then you're not going to. Anyway, so what's the total amalgamation? Oh, the total amalgamation. I'm going to jumble it all up in my... Oh, yeah. This is a movie that you'll... You see a clip of it on YouTube, and you're like, all right, I'll watch this scene again. There's a lot of those scenes By the where way, you're like, I'm going to watch this all over that, again. The, the Tobey Maguire thing has been a meme f- like for a while on the internet now. I didn't realize it was from this movie. What? There was there's a meme of like Tobey Maguire in his character in his costume from this movie looking like weird and gross and it's like oh I wonder what movie that's in and we were watching this movie and I'm like uh, oh the memes in this movie I haven't seen that meme that's yeah funny. anyway um so 7.2 total, total amalgamation we got a seven point two and an eight point five some say the eight point five a much better score um, it, well it literally is a better score so no yes. but it's like a better presented score like it was it was reached in a, in a better sense of critical thinking than a 7.2, some would say. Like, mm-hmm. the guy who said 8.5 is probably better in every single way. we got to find the, that Than guy. the guy who said 8.5. Get 7. that guy 2. in this room. But I'm going to jumble it all up in my head, and I'm going to give this movie a screens, shots, score yeah. of 7.85. Boom, trademark it, do whatever you want with it. It's in the can. It's in the can. Boom. Also, did, the you, did, you tell, did you tell people to subscribe in the beginning and comment? And well, check? I think we might have cut that out. Let's just let's. I want to talk about the 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 sound scene. I want to talk about the scene oh, where yeah, they introduce yeah. sound. There's just there's just one part of the movie. I don't know what at uh, what point in the movie it is, but um, 
Might be one of the best scenes of the year. Where they're like, oh, we have sound in movies now. This is what we want. Guys, movies are going to change forever. And there's a, the scene where they finally have a microphone in studio. And the entire movie, you see they're outdoors. There's horses. They're playing, uh, what is it, diegetic music. Like, they're playing music while the actors are acting. Because there's going to be... There's tons of... There's music. There's, every, gonna, there's the, always sound. There's always sound. Because they're not going to record the sound. So they're just doing stuff. They're screaming. Uh, go faster, go faster. Hit harder, hit harder. Like, they're yelling. It's, it, it's amazing mess it's like a, a renaissance fair it's crazy right and you watch this stuff and everything's outside everything is and they're, they're, they're battling the light they're battling the sun and all of a sudden the movie the movie shifts <laughs> there you go the movie shifts and they're in a padded room with padded things they have a boot a specially made booth for the camera so the camera can't make any noise and they've got these microphones these black boxes dead that, quiet said Say it again? It's dead quiet in there. Yeah, dead quiet in there. And they have these black boxes that are the microphone hanging by ropes above the the um the set, right? And the entire thing is like, and by the way, no one knows how really microphones work right now. Like they're just starting to use microphones. Like no one's really in the, the sound industry yet. And there's a scene where they're using it for the first time, and Margot Robbie, uh, the actress. And she's an actress in the movie, right? She walks in. She's trying to record her lines, and she's talking too loud. She's talking too low. She's not hitting her mark. Uh, people are sneezing. People are wearing the wrong shoes. Someone's opening doors, and everyone's like, "Quiet, motherfucker! Quiet! Stop so sneezing!" Good. It's the funniest fucking thing. What, what, what the guy says, like, "If anyone makes a goddamn sound, I'm gonna shit in your fucking mouth!" Like people are going fucking yeah. crazy. It was the funniest fucking thing. And meanwhile, meanwhile, they're only on take eight, which is almost commonplace for a lot of movies. Right. But it's funny watching it because you watch. Oh my gosh. This must have been so crazy for people back then having right. to do with microphones for the first time. Like, there's no... It's like, people think, like, oh, sound, excellent. Now we, But there, it, that transition to meld those two things, sound so and picture at the same time, was not a pretty... Like, it, it, I kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, like, oh, yeah, that was probably super difficult. Yeah. And there's no fucking YouTube pity, p- video that people, these people can watch. They're going into it, doing it for the first time. And you get the sense of, like, the industry changing with, like, a, a lot of the actors, they'd have to, like, change... What if they didn't have a good voice? Yeah. They're out, of, they're out of work. Which is a joke they made later in the movie. Yeah. Margot Robbie has an excellent voice, dude. Shut up. <laughs> but no, so, but I know I thought that was going to be really funny. Which, uh, also, but this, this movie, that's one of the best scenes of the year. Uh, the, the sound scene. And get what, do you know what the other best scene of the year is? Is it from this movie? Yes. And, um, there's a lot of scenes from this movie that dude, I like. The one, the fucking barbarian sequence. I was gonna say that when but they that's go a, to that's the really asshole long. of LA, which is, which is that's crazy. That, that was was the scariest freaky. thing I've that ever. That was a seen. nightmare. That was a nightmare. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you, ever, you ever had a fever and had a dr- that's a fever? Yes, it was horrible, dude. Horrifying. Like people, like like, and the fact that that you know what the fact that that's there was a lot of like when you do research for like a movie or something like that. Like a lot of times. You'll hear a line that somebody says, and you'll put it in. In like the this movie is chock full of lines where I'm like, he definitely read that in the book somewhere because yeah. it just feels so good. It feels so real. Then I saw that sequence and I went, oh no, he definitely got this from a fucking fucking book. fuck man. Which if he did, it means it's true, and they actually did this shit. Like listen, listen, like people with birth defects chained up in in a underground bunkers like three stories down. It was no fucking air conditioning. Crazy. Oh it, was, it was. It was. Dirt, it was. It was so disturbing. Naked. Fuck that shit, dude. That was so goddamn. Imagine? It just got, it just got worse and worse. Also, every now and then you forget that this takes place between the 1920s and the 1930s for the most part. Like at the end of the movie, we see the 1950s, but that's like for three minutes. Yeah. Um. So three you kind minutes, of, more like 15. Bro. Whatever. So you, you kind of forget. It's like, oh, like there's, 
this is the Wild West. I mean, like, cowboys at this point were, like, 50 years old. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's not that far ago. So it's, like, when you see, and, and you saw um, Beverly Hills before there was any buildings there. So it's it's literally the goddamn desert. And so it's, like, oh, my gosh. like This is the birth of, this really is the birth of Hollywood. Because yeah. they talk about how, oh, you're over in New York City and you got your theater. While we're over here, like, making a new world. And they were. Yeah. They were, al- were. It, it almost feels like, to compare it to Goodfellas, a lot of people say Casino is just Goodfellas again. I love Casino. Casino's great. And the, cas- the Casino felt like, the closest thing to a Western Martin Scorsese's done. He's gonna he's, he has a uh, what's a Killers of the Flower Moon coming up, which is apparently is gonna be his first Western. That movie is also the taming of like Las Vegas in a way, because it was it you know the, Scorsese Scorsese talked about how Vegas was basically the Wild West in that movie, and then by the end of the movie you see all these buildings get built, yeah. and you see Vegas changed into what it is now. This movie also had some similarities with that as well. It's kind of sad too, where it's like you you watch developments being made, like actual building developments being made. It's like, oh, yeah, we're like cockroaches, kind of. We're just, like, yeah. eating it up, man. Let me ask you this. The sexual deviancy and debauchery in this movie that you see, especially in the first sequence. So much. What do you think this movie was saying about that? And also, if it was saying about... Well, <clears throat> whatever we're saying about that, what is it also saying about Hollywood today? I think. I was actually thinking about this... Also, I'm going to take my shot. Go down ahead. the hatch. Come I, on. I, I was thinking about this a, a, a little bit, actually. I was thinking about how, you know... If you if if you look at like um the great empires or, uh, across history right like there's always like the, the span of like time where people have like they're oh they're in they're in um having feasts and they're in they're taking baths and they're throwing a time of indulgence they're throwing up just to eat again and you look at this happening in like 1920s Hollywood and you're also looking at it happen in 1930s Hollywood meanwhile it's the Great Depression and the, the you just got over World War One World War Two is coming up it's like you see all this stuff happening in the world yet these people it doesn't apply to them. They're eating. They're doing drugs. They're partying. They're, they are. They're practicing sexual deviancy. I mean, like it's peeing on each other. I was going to put that on, but I, I didn't make that a word. Um, they're doing so many things, and it's and it's disturbing. Not because it's like, oh, sexual deviancy. It's disturbing because it's like this isn't real life. Like this isn't how life works. You found one pocket of time where you can do this, and that Margaret Robbie's character. She died at thirty four. And she already felt like she lived a full life. And that's what's disturbing about it is that you feel like you lived a full life. Meanwhile, all your life was was, hey, I found a way to make money in a time that makes no sense. This Hollywood, this celebrity thing. And then when you talk about, okay, what about today? How does it relate to today? Now, of course, we can talk about like, oh, the sexual deviance today. And we can get really tinfoil hat rabbit hole kind of thing. But I don't want to. That's for a different time. But I will say about today is um, we're more connected to uh, celebrities than we ever have been before. And I think the um, that veil isn't really there anymore because we see people make mistakes. We see people at their right. parties more. And I think these days more people are disgusted with celebrities than in love with them. And I think that's a good thing. Whereas back then, people were in love with them because they were on the screen, but they didn't see what they were doing in their personal lives. Right. I think we should stop celebritizing and worshiping people just because they were in a movie. Yeah, anyway. but dude, Tom Cruise jumped off a cliff. What the fuck are you talking about? He's <laughs> never done a thing, single thing wrong. Never, except wrestle my father. In high I'll school. let him get shit on an elephant if it means that he can jump off of a. That was a horrible scene. I don't want to talk about that. That was funny as shit. I I I actually wait, heard wait, about I wanna, that scene wanna, this morning. I what you you were going to talk about with the. Oh, I I genuinely didn't know. I in terms like I had a very strong interpretation of the movie in terms of like. What it meant as, like, you know, the transition to one period of Hollywood to another and, you know, how that relates to what we're going through now. 
But in terms of like the sexual debauchery, other than like the fact that it's kind of not exposing, but like portraying a lot of it that went on. And I was like, all right, that, I guess that could be, you know, representative of what might be going on today. Cause definitely, you know, artistic people definitely have a weird thing. Like I feel like more, more so than any other group, obviously like every kind of strata of the human population has like disgusting sexual behavior. But I think Hollywood in particular and most like creatives in particular, it there's, breeds, it there's breeds. something about artistic expression that makes people feel the need to be have like the sexual liberation thing of like, well, I'm just being creative. I'm an artist. I can do whatever I want. Like, and this is kind of for the first time where these people were kind of given this medium where they can express something artistically. And then, then they all, then I, I don't know how to explain it, but like there's something, there's something linking artistic expression with sexual deviancy. I think Well, not like, not like in a sense that like, if you consume it, you become a deviant. But the artist, the artists in general, they're. I feel like they're I, more prone. I actually sure, sure you can say you're more prone, but I actually think you're <clears throat> seeing these two. Two things you're combining two things. I think I'm not doing a good job of explaining no, it. No, 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 no. I think it has nothing to do with artists and has everything to do with money, um, because if you look at businessmen, like even, yeah, in, even they're just as deviant, man. I mean, like that's one of the jokes is a businessman is super submissive because in his like normal life he's dominant. So why would he want the same thing in the bedroom? So he's super fucking sexually deviant. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, being an artist. I think it has to do with being rich. And we see this. That's a good point. We see this time period where people have so much money, so many drugs that they want to get hurt. They want drama because if they don't, because when a human has everything, and you know this, Johnny, when a human has everything, they will do anything they can to make their lives more difficult. Because when you, when everything's perfect, life is meaningless. So I feel like people like, oh, let's have sex, let's do drugs, let's do. Let's be reckless, and that's what it's right. about. I think it's about being reckless. And I yeah, think- yeah, that'd be a good point because all the people who are like do weird stuff in this movie are fat guys, like that big fat guy who had that apparently teenage girl like yeah. piss on him. Like that was weird, and th- that was and also he's fat. That was also a, a, a topic about like oh, like minors in Hollywood. Oh yeah, dude, everybody was like, fucking. It's kids. fucking Charlie crazy. Chaplin, I think too. That's crazy, man. That's but, a um, whole thing. But it's like it's a weird time where it was like kind of like the line between that was like kind of like okay. And and they knew it was wrong, but they were like, "This is just this is it." You well, know? I don't even like like licorice pizza, right? Yeah, which I also didn't see. The the, the relationship in that movie is between what was it like a? Oh yeah, I know. I think it was about. like sixteen yeah. year old and a twenty three year old or a twenty five year old. And looking at that the lens through today, it's like, oh yeah, that's not good. Yeah. But in the seventies, it made sense. It, it was fine. There was no. I mean, there was there wasn't as concrete of an opinion about it, especially you know I I don't. No, you're making sense because yeah. if you look at if you look at people's grandparents today, they're like twelve years apart. It's like, oh, when fucking you... Joe Biden met Joe Biden when yeah. she was like twelve. Yeah, it's like, oh, when did you meet? And oh, he was well, like, in I his was 20s. sixteen, and they were seven. So it's like that used to be a right. thing, right? I actually think the further we go into the future, the the more separated we will get by age. Which I'm, it is what it is, I guess. But um, I anyway, would like to know why. But yeah. anyway, the sexual deviancy thing. But I did like how it was kind of, um, let me let me think. We look like a bunch of gorillas just on top of each other. Like, it right. was just, we look like we're animals that somehow got consciousness and we were able to do it. And we have all these, and we do these movies, we make yeah. art. That's another thing. Another thing about making art and making movies is that look at all the power we have. We have, like, this movie is in between two world war, two world wars. We yeah. have all this fucking power. But what are we most concerned about? Entertainment. Yeah. And, like, all the time, 
always entertainment, entertainment. Why is that? I don't fucking know. I'm sure I can make some guesses, but that's also kind of like a little disgusting. It's like our, our biggest concern is being entertained and they know it and they sell it. And it, it's it's crazy. Why did why do you think they kept Brad Pitt? Like why? When when what's his name? Uh, I don't Manny. Remember. When Manny oh, yeah, okay. starts to become successful, yeah, he completely he completely splinters away from Brad Pitt's character, and they really don't cross paths again. Yeah, that except was for like weird. one scene. Like I was like, why why do we keep following Brad Pitt? Why don't you incorporate him into the narrative a little bit more? Because then he kind of he kind I guess maybe like. If you want to get like too deep into it, it's like, oh, it's because he's unnecessary now and there's no place for him. But at the same time, like, I feel like you could incorporate him into the story and still say that. He was, it, it, it felt like there was two separate branches of the movie and just one of them stopped. And it was you like, oh, what? what the fuck is the point? If it never came back into. I think maybe, <clears throat> and now I'm, I'm about to say something and the directors had no purpose. This wasn't the point. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that, that was the point. That was the point. Where I think um, if we look at. Fucking Margot Robbie's character, and and we look at Brad Pitt's character. Brad Pitt is—he's an old dog. He's been there for a while. He had a, a an eighty-two movie career, right? They said it in the movie, an eighty-two movie career, and they all of them were fuck all of them, except for like five were um silent movies, and um he got in very early. Margot Robbie got into the industry like almost too, too late. The second they started doing sound, yeah. So it's it's. I think what the point of it is, is we see an old dog be like, my life is over. I was a sexual deviant. I was obsessed with the riches. What? Did I think myself? I'm, no, I'm just like picturing, clip it, clipping that of you going, I was a sexual deviant. <laughs> well, I was so- disgusted <laughs> with myself. I should never have done that to those kids. Shut up, stop it. <laughs> but, but so he um, he kept losing his, his wives, uh, relationships. He like... Had no friends. His only friend killed himself. Olivia Wilde so, was his wife in the beginning for that one scene. That was Olivia Wilde when she says, I'm going to fucking divorce remember. you. The first scene we see him in. When he's, oh, yes. He's yes, speaking yes, yes, Italian. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I had no idea that was. I also didn't realize that was Brad Pitt until he turned. It did, I had no idea it was him. Um, but I do think I think that it was showing him wasting his life with all these riches. And, and he had a golden ticket. In the second, and, and then the, the industry took the ticket away from him. Yeah. And he killed himself because he spent so much time, you know, obsessing over those riches that he didn't actually build a real relationship. He didn't he didn't have any kids. He didn't have a family. He didn't have any real friends because he was obsessing over the riches. Right. Whereas Margot Robbie, she got into the industry the second they started changing it. So it's like you you go into something thinking you're ready and it's like, oh, actually, I know you you really like this stuff, but we're not doing it anymore. So it's like she never yeah. really got a chance to start. So we're watching her go through her, her Brad Pitt her phase. Career, her career was short-lived. Very short-lived. And, and I think it upset her because everyone loved her all of, for all of like three or five years. And then the industry changed. Yeah. So it was taken away from her. She was 34. She was 34 when, when, she, when she died. Um, and I think that has a lot, goes a lot to show to the cyclical events th- uh, through these kind of things. Where it's like if you, if you watch, okay, we, we have film. And then we go to digital. Then we get DVD players. Then yeah, we get that, Blu-ray. That sequence at the end was so fantastic. Oh, bro, so good. Why, I don't know why. But explain it real quick so they know so what we're talking about. There, that sequence at the end where Manny is 1952, he's a dad now, and he goes to see a movie by himself. He goes to see Singing in the Rain or some shit. Yeah. And, um, and do, while he's watching it, we get this crazy sequence of like, uh, a montage of like the most po- like a, a lot of groundbreaking Beautiful. movies. Beautiful. I saw 2001 Terminator, 
There's a lot and like you know, Avatar. Avatar was in Avatar, there. It was funny that Avatar was in there, but like I got really emotional watching that. Me too. Me but, too. Um, and basically, and that that's what made me a lot more hopeful about the future of movies. Saying, look at all these changes. There's been a lot of changes in movies, and they've mostly been for the better. Um, and, and and by the way, James Cameron was in that montage. Like his movies were in that montage three or four times. Well, he, there's Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Avatar. Avatar. Um, did you send your say 2001 was in it? 2001 is James. That's that's Stanley Kubrick. Oh my! Oh my God! I get those mixed up. Um, Idiot! I know. But the, the, what I want to say though is <clears throat> they had him in there twice, and James Cameron is somebody that, who's like I learned filmmaking and just did it. You know, yeah. it's it's not like like I said before in the beginning of the episode. It's not like oh I had rich parents and and they gave me everything. It's not I didn't go to film school. No, it's like you just there's no. There's no path to becoming an actor or a filmmaker. It's you gotta just do it. It's not like becoming a doctor. I'm sorry, a doctor being is really hard to do, but at least you have a path for for anything in the arts. There's there's no path to, uh, to take. So I think it's cool showing the end that montage. If these people still did it, they still did it. They figured out how to do it. And I and like we keep saying, we're transitioning into another phase of filmmaking right now in like 2023. We're we're transitioning, and I think that um it is very hopeful. It makes you feel like oh my gosh, we can still do this. And um, it has nothing to do with who you were before. It's about who you are now at this moment. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so that but the ending scene was incredible. I I I I did get really emotional. I thought that was really. Also, cool. Also, there was a point in this movie where you just decided to fucking move. We're like halfway through, oh, yeah. and you were just fucking going. <sighs> yeah. And you were like scrunching your water th- bottle. I'm like, what the fuck? I think is this it's because doing? I was looking for my license. Remember, it fell oh. in between the seat. They're just looking for it. Anyway. But, um... Should we go to movie recommendations? I feel... We can. I just, like... like Although this movie is going to do horribly, there's so much to say what about it. What are you it. talking about, dude? With these with these <laughs> legs, it should make its money back by 2026. <laughs> and I, there's just so much to say about this. And, like, and, and I think the reason why there's so much to say about it is because it's not even about the, the movie itself. It's about what the movie means. Um, and I think, like you were saying, Johnny, how it's like... The the time we're in right now is what makes this movie yeah. even better. Um, I feel like this movie bombing is better for for the meaning more. for the it meaning of the more. movie than if it was successful. Like we're we're lucky that we got to experience it because if everyone went to this movie, it wouldn't be as good. You know, it wouldn't mean as much. Um, and also, though, uh, by the way, beautifully filmed movie. I mean, the set design was incredible. The actors were phenomenal. I mean, like, it was, like, everything... Very extravagant. Ab- everything about this movie was fucking perfect. There's so many... Every, it, every no, aspect of the movie was turned up to, like, Yeah, all the way. yeah. There, there was this... There's so many people in this movie die just because they were doing it for the film. Oh, yeah, dude. Bro. Back then, yeah, back then they were just fucking... People would just die. Like, oh, was it Ben Hur? The 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 chariot runs over the guy and still in the film, and the guy's literally yeah, a dead sure, body. Yeah. Like if you, I don't, it was is it Ben Hur? I have never seen any of them. Where a chariot is is goes over a body. You could watch it in the movie, and you're like, oh wow, how did they do that? They killed a guy. guy. They died. killed a guy. Yeah, That's dude. how they did it. But Crazy like shit. people were just dying, and and obviously it added some comedy to it, but it was also true. Like people just died. It it was so um like. Bohemian. It was so. It's so. Uh, it was like it's Renaissance. It was like this is this is it. And in the beginning of the movie, that one director who was doing whatever scene they were doing, and he was screaming, and he was German, and he was just like that was Spike uh, Jones. Spike Jones. It was fucking that was hilarious. awesome. It was yeah, awesome. That was good. 
This movie is fucking great. Yeah. I think I'd actually might change my score. What, what would you change it to? I'm I'm not gonna go too far. I'm just gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. Well, you can't change it. Sorry. I can't. I can't change it, but I would. Maybe when we do our best of 2022 episode. Yeah. Yeah. Then then I'll maybe I'll change it there. You can change it, and I can give it an eight point two five or some shit like that. You're gonna bring bring a. De- oh, I thought you. No, oh. they had the total amalgamation. All right, should I go to? Let's go to the recommendation. Let's do it. In the in keeping with what I said about if you like. Goodfellas, then you're going to like Boogie Nights because Boogie Nights is Goodfellas. And if you like Boogie Nights, you're going to like Babylon because Babylon is Boogie Nights and Boogie Nights is Goodfellas. I'm going to recommend the movie Boogie Nights, what did you just say which is the movie Goodfellas, did if you, you didn't said, know that. Um, so I'm going to recommend, and you say none of those three movies. That'd be the funniest. <laughs> Herbie, fully loaded. <laughs> Herbie, fully loaded. Um, so, direct, written directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, his second feature film, one of my favorite directors. It's a drama, two hours and 35 minutes, rated R, 1997, starring Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, Burt Reynolds, and a few other fellas. Um, it's uh, the logline is back when sex was safe, pleasure was a business, and business was booming. An idealistic porn producer aspires to elevate his craft to an art when he discovers a hot young talent. That's one more thing. Can you imagine being in a world where, like, you didn't have to always worry, worry about, like, AIDS and stuff? Yeah. Like, crazy. I mean, you still kind of don't. What about, like, syphilis and, like, crabs and all that fucking shit? Fucking whatever the fuck there is. Do you think Fred Armisen cares about all that stuff? I don't know who that is. Fred Armisen from SNL. He has sex with a bunch of ladies and just doesn't tell them that he has a bunch of STDs. Oh, that's outrageously. That's a, a federal offense. Yeah. That's really illegal. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just saying that oh. shit. But, that but is I heard that. Outrageously illegal. Yeah, that's crazy. That's why you should probably stop talking to women at bars. You? You. Yeah. No, yeah. They, they keep telling me. I said, no, I'm sorry. I don't it want adds to the flavor. That's what they say, right? Ew. <laughs> said it tastes like fucking... They say it tastes like candy, and I said, "Shit, should I have diabetes?" Where, where can we find the movie, Johnny? Anywhere? Um, you can find it on a, on a screen. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let me see here. It's on Showtime. No one has Showtime. A little people, a little bit. Little of people. people have Showtime. Little people have Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Little God. people, big Showtime. What um um. Paramount Plus. There, boom. Also, speaking of Paramount Plus. Top Gun Maverick became the highest grossing, or the oh, highest viewed movie. There we go on Paramount Plus. It's almost like releasing movies in theaters and then putting them on a streaming service is better for the movie rather than just putting them on a streaming service I don't, or a I movie don't theater at the same time. I don't understand how these corporate fucking idiots don't understand how they can have their cake and eat it too. I think I can run a business better than everybody. Meanwhile, I don't know anything about business. I'm gonna cut that. I'm like don't I'm, cut that. No, I'm gonna like make it a clip. Oh. Um, all right, let's do a word reveal. I had. Did you take both of your shots? I need a. I need to do a half one. I got. Did you take any? I got I did, one too. I did one. I did. I did one right. full one. Uh, I got cocks, boobs, Hollywood movies, actors. There was a lot of boobs. Oh, dude, there I were so many. I wanted to see Margot Robbie have sex with the Asian woman. She they, that was so fucking hot when they were kissing, dude. Jesus that was really Christ! Good. There was a lot of nudity in this. I saw a lot more penis than I wanted to. I, was, I wasn't looking at the penis. I don't know what you were looking at. Bro, there was so much penis. Yeah, but I mean, there's always... Every time there was a penis... Bro, the camera... No, no. When we Any went to the, dun- when we went to the dungeon, we literally... Their camera literally glazed past like... The yeah, two- yeah, yeah. And guess what? The camera... Gla- it was super dark and grungy and shitty. And there was... You could see every outline of the people, but your eye went straight to the penises. In a full shot of two grown men, you looked at both of their penises. Anyway. No, I didn't. Yes, you fucking No, did. I didn't see one penis in this movie. What are you oh, okay. talking about? Why are you talking about penis so much? All right, Hollywood, because cast three hours long and long. You long twice? No, I had three hours long as a phrase. Oh. And then I had long. 
if you got me on that and then said long, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be so angry. All right. Um, all right, I think that's it. Well, yeah. Wait, we have to do you have to do the uh, the subscribe thing to put in the beginning. All right, ready, ready, come on. Wait. Wait. Fuck, I smell like shit. You smell like shit? I haven't showered in a couple of days. I've never eaten candy without chocolate. I've not had. I've never had a Twizzler. You're Do you understand this? Liar. I've never had a Twizzler. You're a stone face pony. Dude, <laughs> you're a lying dog face Pillsbury pony soldier. <laughs>